This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Yossi. Okay. We'd like to thank everyone for joining again. Um, again, a special mention for Yossi Goldman, as Hobbes in Manchester, for Remotion Newman, for working on the adverts, working on the pre-summit, and all his work. And it's a big cover that we have. Reb Aaron is giving his precious time to us. We usually run for half an hour. We'll go a bit over time tonight and um, to share with us. You didn't come on to hear me, so without further ado, we'll maybe begin. We got Shilas from all over the spectrum. We got a Muller-related Shilas, some were more private Shilas. And after speaking to Reb Aaron, we decided we're going to try and first focus on the Shilas of Muller gear to the Tzibur as a whole, and maybe we'll get to some other ones afterwards. The, maybe one of the first titles we'll do with is that we are told as Bochem and Torah that the Matorah of learning is to reach a level of Tvekus, Lizanig al Hashem, and how come it is that many times we don't feel that connection? And juxtaposed with that Shaila was also what is Torah Lishmo. So I don't know if Aaron wants to answer them separately. It could be that the conception of what Terry Lishmo is what led to the question, but Ravaran. Um, what can I say? A, good evening to everybody. Um, it's uh, a wonderful thing that you can have a Chabur of Neitaira coming together and keeping on. I understand there's a continuous storm and things like that, and uh, and Bez Hashem, you should come back to Yeshiva soon. So, um, I guess the two questions you asked are really questions that are fundamental to being a Bentaira. And um, let's go, Kaseder, I guess. The first question is about the feeling about Taira and so on. I, I want to try to explain, and this is an important, I, I guess, an understanding of different types of emotions. There is a type of emotion that is like a peak. In other words, it goes up and it hits a very high up. It's a very sudden rise and hits sharp. Uh, for instance, a person just got engaged. So person has this tremendous high and he feels thrilled and so on and so forth. Whatever in the world your shatchan or your chassan teacher tells you, you will never be able to sustain that feeling for the rest of your life. You can't. It's not that type of feeling. It's a type of feeling that's triggered very quickly and reaches a very high peak. And there is no such thing as, as having that. It's not, it's not a continuous type of thing. On the other hand, you meet somebody who's been married 50 years in a good relationship, good marriage. And you ask the person, are you happy with your life? And the person thinks and says, yes, very much so. It's a very different type of feeling than, than when you just got engaged. They're not interchangeable. One is a sort of surge which means it reaches a high, it, it is not sustainable because that type of feeling is not sustainable. Um, Rahman al people who are addicted to drugs, 
they need higher and higher drugs because they're looking for that surge and the body immediately discounts it. So when you win the lottery ticket, you feel this tremendous surge of, of wow. I, I can't tell you more, I haven't had the pleasure yet. But um, if you have that same billion dollars a year later, to you don't feel that way. So the, the problem is Akash Baruch designs both types of feelings um, in a person. One is very important in order to start a process, just like when you press for acceleration, you need to start and you need a sharp spike. So to become a chassan, to make that type of, the, the, of, of decision um, and so on, we have that spike, but it can't last. The same thing is true about Ruchnius. This type of feeling you have the first time you sat by Gemara learned, the first time you entered Yeshiva and you're the Gavaldik Svara. Somebody said a shmooze and you're very inspired from it. You sit at a kumzitz, you sing a nigna, and you reach a certain high. That high is very helpful as an acceleration. You can never, ever look forward to a life of that. The life of somebody who's been shakur and learning for many years is a long, deep happiness. Very different than the spike of the acceleration. So if we understand what we're looking for, um, if you spent a year, the first day somebody gave a tremendous schmooze about how this must be fantastic, you finish there's one feeling. If you actually did it and you finished a full year and you learned it well and you took a pchil and you knew it and so on and so forth, there's a happiness, but a very different type of happiness. Understanding the difference, I think, is, is crucial in, 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 in knowing what we're looking for and therefore, we, not only will we be disappointed, we'll, we'll be happier that we've changed, we've exchanged the surge type of happiness to something consistent. That's as far as feeling go. And, and I want to say it's a general, it, it's a general issue in, in, the, in the more litvish mahalach, where you have just a constant sitting and learning and a grind and so on, versus you'll have a chsidish ruach, kumzitz type of feeling. Of, of, of avoda, and at first glance, that seems to offer a lot more multiple rewards. But in terms of sustainability, in terms of long term, in terms of a deeper sense of satisfaction, it, it, it that the, the mahalach of, of the of the slow and the long learning focus tends to give that a lot more. You obviously need both of them. You know, there's a reason I can put both in us, but understand the difference and what you're looking for and so on. I want to speak about Torah Lishma and a mistake people make. I've had this argument many times. It, you know, I'll say Torah Lishma is this. And say, no, Torah Lishma is just for its own sake. What does that mean? But what does that mean? I'm learning it for its own sake. I mean, I'll tell you, could, do you mind sweeping the floor? Why do you need help? No, no, do it, do it, do it for its own sake. What, what does that mean? What does... What, what, what People say these words, but, but what does it mean? So, so let me try to explain what that means. Let's take a marshal. A person is meeting, a, a boy, a bacher is meeting a young lady. And, um, and she asks him, do you like me? And he says, yes. And she's very, very pleased. And she says, why? 
And he says, because I really like money a lot, and Baruch Hashem, you load it. So he might be telling the truth, but it probably will not get him very far in, 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 in that shidduch. The main reason being that the, the young woman feels there's a lot more to her than the money that her father might possess. And, and it, some, some might be a bit offended by it. So that's one. Two, you meet a, a, a young woman, and same question, same conversation, and you say, because I find you very attractive, the, the, the color of your hair, I, I like a lot. There are that will feel extremely pleased with that because that's who they are. Um, is someone else, somebody with a little more finer sense of Basisrael would say, that's what I am, I'm the color of my hair. A third person would say, I, I like you because you're very witty. Somebody might feel that's perfect, that's me and so on. Someone might say, I might be very witty, but that's not me. And so on until, um, and the person will, will like the answer that to them is who they are and what they are. So there are many layers, you know, starting with the money as an outermost layer and, and, the, and the appearance, which is outermost, and personality, which is a little more inner and so on. And somebody might like, because I like what you stand for, your ideals, your values, and so on and so forth. Let's, that's a, that's a marshal. Let's, let's go to learning. A person sits and learns. Okay. So if he's a child, he was promised a candy. Um, he, he's given money as a prize and so on. So that obviously is not, it, it's, it's obviously just um, a micro that it's attached. It's a micro that somebody promised you money for learning. Another person likes the cover. He's, he's very, very smart and, Every time he says a kasha or gives a teretz, or every says, wow, that's amazing, you're going, you're fantastic. Person likes covered a lot, and he gets that. So that's a, a, an outer shell, and also not what teretz. Let's go a step much further down. A person really enjoys the, 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 the mental complexity. He's, he's, very, he's very cerebral, and he likes it. He would also like geometry. He would also like philosophy. He would also like law. So that, that type of enjoyment and motivation is going to be a motivation that is um, a, a motivation that is closer a little bit to the heart of it, but it's still not it. If, if I could have the same setup in any other discipline, then, then Torah is just another um, brainy type of enterprise. So to say that I'm learning Torah Lishma must be that I'm learning it for what it is. The, the, the definition that is, best, um, that is best suited for expressing that to us would be because I'm understanding what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants. I'm understanding the emiss of Akadosh Baruch Hu's, um, value system in the world. What's right, what's wrong, what's owed, what's, what's obligated, and so on. Understanding the Ratzna Bore um, is what I want to do. So learning Lishma 
is getting homing in as close as possible to what Torah is. Torah is a gili of the Rebbein Shalom's perception of right and wrong. And when I want to understand that, that's so, so one person likes to understand how the world works. He's, he's curious and likes that. So that's physics, that's biology. I'm understanding what my in, inner desire is, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want? What's Teven Ra Be'eni Hashem? Uh, the Rambam in Pirshim Shnai's every so often, Om HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Tzivak Avayri, like every so often he'll sort of preface we're going to learn now what Hashem wants. So when a person's motivation is that understanding, that's called Ter Lishma. So Ter Lishma means I'm learning it for that which Ter is. So just like if I like a person, Lishma means for what the person perceives himself as being. Learning Ter Lishma means I'm learning Ter for Ter is. The best definition we could give for that is the rutzen of HaKadosh Baruch Hu or his understanding of Toiv and Ra and the Bria. It's not, it, it, geometry won't take the place of it. Philosophy won't take the place of it. Covet is not, has nothing to do with it. Money is not to do with it. The only thing that's to do with it is the etzem tfisa navana of the rutzen of Thank you for that. Thank you. So, is there any safe or anything, any uh, tool to work on this Torah uh, that Rabban can suggest for Bachim? Um, hard. I, I, I'm. This the two issues. First of all, when you're talking about Musa's farm and Sfarim of that nature, you always have to say for that to a person, um, and uh, everyone has different. I always say the hardest question I'm ever asked is what Musa Sefer should I learn? Because it, it really, really depends a lot on, on every person's time. Nefesh Achayim in Shardalit is probably, is, is the probably most Shabal Chol Nefesh Sefer in terms of these Inyanim, of giving a person a sense of the delicus that's in Torah and, and so on. Um, I, so again, it, it's probably best if a person tried different sperm. I, I don't have anything to suggest easily because each person is different. Um, uh, you know, certain sperm, I find the moralis being a safer that very motivates this thing. Other people find it very abstruse. So, so, so I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to say anything, but Dev Shachayim Shadalit seems for many people um, to, to at least give a sense of it, a feel for it. Um, that's that's the only thing I can suggest offhand. Uh, um, another question which came up, which I think is definitely the circumstances have helped uh, this question arise, and others might be feeling is that a lot uh, of in after being at home so long, many of us have seen in certain areas we have different standards and ashkafas to our parents, and some of us have begun thinking and wondering about setting up our homes maybe in a different way to our parents. Is that a good idea? Uh, so they, my, my, sorry, I, I missed that last half a sentence. Sorry. By spending time at home, they realize they want to maybe chart a different path in life to the hashkafas and standards that parents have. 
Is that a healthy idea? And is there any way or eights in navigating it? Um, so it, it's it's it, it's obviously complex, and let's and let's explain um, two parts of it. One part of it is um, you need to be able to respect your parents as much as possible, and you need to be able to um, convey that to them. The myth of Kibbut Ava'im is not obeying, which is a terrible translation of it. There's no chiv to obey your parents, but there's a tremendous chiv to mechabedem, which means you have to put, for sometimes when you see lapses and so on, you have to put it into a perspective. Um, at the end of the day, people are the products of how they grew up, their chinuch, their society, and just because you have one, you, you've been fortunate to be in one context, they come from a different place. It, it helps me sometimes when I meet, I had relatives, most, most relatives on my mother's side were not from, and they, and you know, it, it bothered me in, in, obviously when I was younger, but I, as I got older and I realized the life that they had and where they're coming from and so on, I understood them. So I could feel fortunate and where I am, but this is, this is, I would I have been different if I'd been given the same set of circumstance. I have a hard time convincing myself. People grow up in certain contexts, they develop a certain, they develop a certain home, certain yeshivas, and, 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 and certain societies and so on. And that's an effect of where they come from, an effect of life. Now, the second half, that effect of, of life on a person, is something a person should think about. Most people, when, they, when they're teenagers, young, young adults, are very idealistic. And as life begins to take a toll on a person, um, you, 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 you let go of it. People, if people, most people, if they're shown um, a, a movie of themselves 20 years hence, would be shocked. And it's a good time to miss bone and ask yourself, what would it take for me to be different? Why would I be different? Let's say my parents went to yeshivas. They went to yeshivas, they came back. They're part of a society where Rebosh Ariel's terrorism and Kivayi's kasha is not the most important thing in the world, not even second. And, and you know, there's a society, it has its mores, it has its norms, it's what people talk about, what people find to be um, important for Cholo, for Cholo, for Cholo. So you become the same. The real question after have to ask yourself is, what will stop me from being like that? It's, this, is, this seems to be a norm. Many people I know around, they went to yeshivas. I, I don't have to think that I'm better than they were when they were in yeshiva. So I have to ask myself, what is it? What is it that's needed? Um, so I, I think two things. A person needs to be spawning on the fact that they are trying to do well. Whatever it is that is less than optimal is, is a product of where they were brought up, where the society became part of, the, 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 the wear and tear of life. And I need to respect them for the fact that they, there's, 
basically all they're spending their their money and, and everything on me to go to yeshivas to, to learn to stay and to respect it and need to admire it and i also need to tell myself this is seems to be a normal malach for people to end up like this what what do i need to do to make it different um it, it requires a lot of respect it's not so passionate you you, you uh, if a person needs parnasa and most people 89 percent of people do not end up in kurdish even if they had a mind to start that and you become part of a kahila part of a tzibur it's very hard to, to be a little chony amago and keep your own values and so on so a lot of thought about what do i do different it's not enough just to think I'll be different or to make very power strong commitments. Like we spoke before, putting yourself into a framework, maybe there are, there's a tzibur that has a different feel to it. That Be'ez Hashem, when I need to make a home, there's a different tzibur, there's a different group, there's, there's different types of careers. Whatever it is, I think it's a mockery for people to do long and careful hispanics. There's actually a question which came up here while we were talking, um, and that is touching on what we were just discussing now about the fact that uh, should it be that yeshivas talk more about going to work? Um, this is, Aaron's written a safe on the subject, for anyone yeah. that's not aware of that yet, but the fact that they do or they don't, um, what, what was once, is that an ideal which stands forever and how Bochim and a so I don't. I, I, I mean, I think I wrote it in the, in the, in the safe itself. Um, my my feeling is like this: in a, in the yeshiva environment itself, it should not be spoken about. The yeshiva environment itself is a bubble. It's it's a piece in your life that has the time of kolater and so on and so forth. The real issue, I believe, is yungalite. In other words. When you're bacha, as much as possible to have that atmosphere of kulitayr and, and so on, whatever I'm going to do later in life, these years I was totally in yeshiva. Um, but then there's a tkufa where, uh, unfortunately, if, if people have rebeim today, it's in yeshivas. In kolal, a, a rosh kolal is basically a paymaster of sorts. They're not, 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 uh, it's not a rebbe. And then you have, and, and I think this is an extremely big loss because there are many issues. You can't discuss Shalom bias in, in, a, in a yeshiva. You can't discuss Chinuch in a yeshiva. You can't discuss society, Kehillah. Those terms don't mean anything. You could say Shemuzin Leitel tomorrow, they're irrelevant and there's no market visa. So the real question, so when you have a young man from the age 23 to 27, 28, when he's going to move out, of, that's where it's headed to. Those are the years when you should speak about it. Um, I also believe there are certain values that need to be emphasized in earlier years. But, but in terms of the actual talking about life, um, I think the right time to do it is from the age of 23 onwards and when people are in your life. Unfortunately, Colin don't even see that as part of your mission at all. So, so that's where I think there's a tremendous gap. Thank you. Moving on to a question more related to Yitzhahor Enyonim. Um, a question came in that on the one hand we're told about the Yitzhahor that must be a Yerov. On the other hand, we find in Chazal um, How is one meant to understand this uh, subject? 
they really, the one is actually a Hanhagim and Hashemayim, and one is a, a remedy. In other words, how much of an Isayim does a Kaddish Baruch Hu give a person? Well, since the point of an Isayim is to, is to um, bring out the most in a person, so Lamashal, if somebody walks into a gym and, and, and he looks kind of like a full-on yeshiva bacha, so he starts him off with five kilo of weights. Somebody walks in with big ripping muscles, I'll give him 50 kilo of weights because the point of it is to challenge the person. So means puts down big sense because we should be capable of, of handling it. Those are more one-time Nisyonos type of things. The, the, the Tzirum Nigmar gives and so on. It's, it's, it's like a one-time Yitzhahara, a Nisoyan, this, that, the other thing. Um, the Masbira Marimarim Esbio is a Mahalach HaChayim that addresses a more permanent condition. Lamashal. Um, let's take something like eating. So... If, if a person keeps eating, so he'll never be satisfied. If a person makes learns to eat X amount and that's it, it it tends to that it's, it, it it tends to diminish that drive. In other words, it, it, let's take something well, not like that. Drinking cold water, drinking water when you're thirsty, that has a definite limit. If you come and you're very thirsty, you drink one glass of cold water, two glasses, three glasses, you've had it. Adra, but the problem is we're usually not thirsty enough, you know, to, but the sort of thirst mechanism is there to gauge the water you need. And when you fulfill it, it's, it's like a tank, it's like a gas tank. You fill it, the, the, the gauge goes all the way to the top, the, the tank can hold more, and everything's good. The appetite for rice, the appetite for food, is something so that type of food can be like the water most of the time it ends up in being self uh, uh, motivating i like what i eat so i want to eat more so i want to eat more so i like what i eat and, and and so on the person never comes the person can't ever stop his appetite from wanting unless he's he, he has the pain of his stomach bursting and then usually he's upset why he's eating so much before they can't eat this whatever it is now sitting through with our eyes there's no moment of satisfaction person says ah oh, I have that eyes, I need it, so no. It, it, it's a type of drive in a person that knows no satisfaction. So by learning how to restrain it, so the muscle, people who, who, who set themselves so that they don't eat from nine in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon, there's no food, there's no nausea, there's nothing. So the body stops asking for it. Um, the, 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 I, I say to myself, one plate of it, two plates of it, and that's it. Then the, 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 the body begins to sort of um, limit itself more or less to what you want. So, so we're talking about two different types of inyanim. One is talking about sudden Yitzharis, where Kashbrahu sends an in your way, Kashbrahu sends inyanim your way, so there's Gadol. And then and here we're talking about a general way to deal with Tivus. Tivus, if you rein them in, you're, even, you're more satisfied because the, 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 the body has learned to do with less.
That was clear. <clears throat> um, and I was trying, how does one know if one is filling their potential? Um, the classic bocha, um, the class, there is no classic bocha, every bocha is individual. Um, but there's a bocha who does manage, he's three-story, manages to learn, he learns on a certain level, and he's putting it in and he gets through his day well. There's other bocha who almost struggles in his daily learning to get by. Um, so we know the Rabbi Shalom's Dechera as happy as both of them, they're both doing their best, but how's a person, is a, a yardstick or some type of way a person can, I think it could be a, a Shifas related question this, how a person knows he's fulfilling his potential. Um, so usually the question will arise if the person feels he's not fulfilling his potential. A person feels that is a full day and he's learning stark, and he's tired at night, and you know he's he's, he's exhausted, fulfilled. Usually, that bacha doesn't have an issue with fulfilling his potential. I, I I work hard at learning. I learn the vast majority of the time. I don't touch the time, and so on. And um, you know, so so and and I feel exhausted learning. So so that type of person will usually feel a certain simcha of you know. Uh, type of, of feeling. The, the issue starts with somebody who is either coasting and he feels kind of, you know, I'm not really doing what I should do. Or somebody has a competition. Um, I'm learning eight hours a day. The guy next to me is, is hacking 14 hours a day without a problem. Um, I'm doing X and some are much more than that. Uh, those are the cases where we, ha- where we have our issues. So the first thing is a person needs to ask himself, honestly, why do I fail to find potential? If it's because competition with somebody else, a lot of times that tends to become very um, self-defeating. Because let's say I- I'm learning together my habura and my oilam with somebody who's brilliant or somebody who's got the, the ability to sit, you know, 12 hours a day and, and give it all uh, or, or whatever. So, so I begin to feel that I'm not, you know, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not doing anything and so on. Those type of feelings will usually be counterproductive because most of the time you can't do it. So either you give up on yourself, you'll say, you know what, eh, I'm a good for nothing, or, um, I, or what you're going to do is um, drive yourself to do things you can't do. So a Bach who needs to sleep eight hours a night, if he sleeps six hours a night, he'll be you know, kind of either falling asleep during Seda or working at two-thirds capacity. I mean, it's, it's like a difference between using a sharp knife or a dull knife. And, 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 and then you'll feel even more behind and so on. So first of all, you need to ask yourself an honest question. Why do I feel empty? Is it because there's competition? I'm, I'm jealous of somebody, I'm, I'm not happy with myself? Or is it because I'm not pushing myself? If the answer is because I'm not pushing myself enough, so person should try, and, and, and my suggestion is to try not by adding external things like more hours or more limudim, to try A, to, 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 to learn more without disruption of muscle, to, 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 to try to focus and have better quality data. Usually that's a lot more effective 
than long hours and so on. Um, the, when I came to me, Shiva in 1970, so Rosh Shiva's Rosh Shiva's Rosh Shiva's Rosh Shiva's but the Rosh of the Yungamani Shiva was Rosh Shiva's Kamil. Rosh Kamil uh, private rabbi, rabbi was the, he was a man that must have been 40 at the time he came to yeshiva and he was an extraordinary demus of yeshiva man he was not he, he was less his, his 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 abilities were probably less than the average but he had two things going for him he was a big masmid and a tremendously yashadika cop and a very galasnika person um, to the point where anyone who wanted to say Shekhatari could be the biggest deal in Shiva would run it by Rebchaim because Rebchaim could always, um, you know, Rebchaim would always listen to it and be able to point out its shortcomings. It was very, very extraordinary. But Rebchaim Kamil's biggest mother was, he, he wasn't up late at night. I mean, I, I, he was in Yaman, but he wasn't late at night. But you couldn't run a pin through his Seder. And it wasn't that he was learning like overdrive. It's just like he was focused 100% all the time thinking and, and in, in what you said and what, you know, whatever he's learning and so on. And that was an extraordinary. And, and you saw what, the, so I would say if a person feels, he kind of feels not worked enough, like somebody went to the gym and the weights he got don't make him feel particularly tired or anything. And he wants to ramp it up. The ramping it up is not more hours and more, and more term. I think more compact hours, learning how to focus more, learning how not to drift off, learning how to say over things, prepare, you know, when, when, you, when you're working on it. And things of that nature, I think, should be the first move to seeing if you can bring more out of yourself. Um, related to what you, what Sir mentioned about maybe changing the mudam in this, there was a question which was raised about limut halacha, how a person, if a person learning can take, uh, can try and pasken himself from a sugya. But I think before this question, uh, this question which came from a bacha, is uh, how much limut halacha a person should try and get into their day, how important is halacha. It's not one of the ikka storim in yeshiva. And maybe that's a, a, pre, a precursor to what he was asking about, how a person can reach Shemait Salibah the Hilchasa in his learning. So it's, it's one of the things that whenever you put a big dogish on one thing, something maybe important gets dropped to the wayside. Um, it's one thing, halacha, a basic halacha. Um, in, in other words, that, that a bacha should learn for as many years as we learn typically now. When I was growing up, very few people were learning in the, in the yeshivas I went to before I came to the Mian, you know, the, was people did college on the side, people did this. Today, Baruch Hashem, between uh, high school and or whatever, you know, English equivalent and base medish, person puts in a bunch of years learning. The fact that, that most people know so little halacha is really embarrassing. And it's because it's not given big, it's not done with big fanfare in yeshiva. So, um, you know, it, 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 so you don't do it. But, but it's a type of thing where if, if, you, if you do it steadily um, over years, you build up. 
enough understanding and enough knowledge so that you're not a rank of arts. Sometimes embarrassing. A person spent six, seven years in yeshiva and he knows zero in halacha. Um, if he if he marries a girl who went to a seminary where they had a good halacha program, he, he's usually, um, you know, he has to come up with roots and why he doesn't know the particular halacha. Or he has to know how to pray and say, what's well, this very big shayla? There's my bayim, whatever it is. It's embarrassing. So it's one of those things that if a person thinks it's important, which it's hard to see not, a person puts a seder, not, not a big seder, it doesn't have to be a big seder, but a seder of, of, of the half hour seder is, all, is a lot of time. You can do a lot. You have to do it well. You have to chazer it. You have to learn over a bunch of times. If able, especially Mishadur is a tough limud, because it's not in order. It's like he's a purish on the Shahar and Ramah. But, but uh, there are other eights for it. Like upon him, I don't want to be my on this point. Learning Samalacha is one of those things where you have to do it constantly. And, um, and if you, you know, you, it's very easy to just skip it and that's it. But there's a price to pay when you get older and then you're, you're a real Amaretz. You know nothing. Um, two, even when learning a sugya in Nashim Azikin, it, it would be nice once a week if a person would look at the tour in the Beis Yosef and then the Shohar of Ramah to get a feel for how a sugya comes together in the halacha. Um, it, it just, it, 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 you know, if a person learns Gemara Beis Yishayim, he, he should have a basic outline of halacha, except that we don't make the connection. But, but if a person gets in a habit, there's no reason not to. The turn is says it usually put together all the Rishonim on, on an Indian. And you got a sense for how the thread is. So each time you look at a Gemara, you instinctively get a sense of what the direction is. You know, what, it's, it's a very good exercise to put a circuit together. Not because you're going to become a place of Nisimian, but at least it gives it a feel for the Halacha. When you, when you look at a Ramban and, and you handle the Kasha Ramban, so you're getting a lot of training in Iyun. But, but when you take a look at a tour in a Besaisif, you get a sense of where the Halacha comes from, what, what, what different sheets converge into Halacha. So I, I think it would be a worthy exercise for people to, to do. Whenever they finish a Sukhya in the Gemara, one, one, of, one of my favorite things that's shared by me in Yeshiva is, I, I, I always like, if, if I were writing the Ramba, so whenever we finish a sugya, I say, okay, Rabbi Isai, if we're writing the Rambam, what would we write over here? And more or less, everybody would say what they think should be the bottom line psak. Um, we take over the riff, we take over the Rambam. And, and where the Rambam is different than what they think, I say, we, we have a problem on our hands. I think, you know, you guys had it right. Where does the Rambam come from? It, it, it's helpful, just the idea of, of, of putting together the sugya in a way that um, you see the flow is in a direction, and, and you know you see the, the place different sheets have in the Torah of Yosef, and so on. So I think it's a worthy exercise once a week to, to do that. Once, whenever you finish a, a sugya, to, to take a look at it, I think it'll help you get a flow of it. Most people don't even understand the flow of halacha. Understanding that the riff and the Rambam will flow into um, the Mechaba, the Taisvis and the Rush will flow into the Tur and into Ramah. 
getting a sense of these things is 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 it gives you a, a, a feel for it. And the middle of the whole area of Allah is not just a kasubs. There's a certain sense of where it's coming from. Um, thank you for your time. Is there any concluding, uh, just a short vachizuk you can give the oilam on the times uh, that are not yet back in yeshiva? We try to avoid corona as much as we could. It's become a bit uh, monotonous. But yes. just to conclude, if there's one uh, little, uh, just some vachizuk you can give the oilam. You know, I think that there's, a, a rabbim has tremendous milus over yechidim. The one area that I think is, is an issue is that a person sometimes subsequently yachid. Let me give you an example. There was a bacha who was bacha balkishin in our yeshiva, and he was going on to have to learn. It, it, it wasn't so driven on learning, and he wanted a certain very stark makam. And I told him, no, I, I don't think it's good for you because you're going to walk into base matters that's full of people learning, and you're going to feel that you're learning. You're going to ask yourself, how many hours a day I'm learning? 12 hours a day, because base matters is booming all the time. Um, and so, so what you're doing is you're taking the, 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 the tzibur, and it becomes your substitute. If I'm part of a very stark issue, and a very stark person, I'm, you know, because what everybody's doing, quote unquote, is what I'm doing. When a yachin has his own world and his own things, and then and then he pulls it together with other people, then you get a real a real mile of etzibur. You know, for whatever reason, Akash Baruch made us yachidim, and we've set ourselves. We, we've had to make our own davening. We had to make our own learning. Hashem, you know, there's eights like this to be of everybody and so on. But at the end of the day, we learn to be with ourselves. Um, even the idea of a Musa say that it used to be where people sat themselves. And when was Bainan, you know, I, I, I remember when I would see Bachram learning Chavrusa Musa, it was cringe. I would say it's like the antithesis of what Musa was supposed to be. Rabbi Saul Salanta was very focused on having a place where people could sit with themselves. Nobody would be talking to each other, nobody would be into each other, but into themselves. So, so the idea of having a little bit of a Yachid and needing to work things through yourself and living with yourself and so on, I think is, is a, it was a, one of the things we could learn, one of the things we take away. And hopefully, if we got something out of that, then we come together and serve as a tzibur, it's not going to be a subconscious substitute for being stark ourselves. It, it'll, it'll, it'll be taka because I have what to contribute and the other person I contribute. And together we make something bigger than ourselves. So Bezos Hashem enforced the period of being Yechidim, and I do believe that that has a certain mile to it. And Bezos Hashem, if we've done something with it, when we get together again, we'll, 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 we'll have the double miles, the miles of Yechidim and, 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 and Chosh Yechidim working together as a Tzibur Hashem.